Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Maritime Monday episode of Shuffle Wear, and welcome to the danger. <laughs> That's it, because this book is just called right, The yep, Danger. Nope, got it. <laughs> I'm that so funny. I'm Anna. Upsetting. I'm M. <laughs> I feel like now there is always something out there, incomplete. <laughs> Good. I love ending on an active note. Hey guys, hey, we're here to talk about Dive, book three, The Danger, Zone. written by our friend and yours, how dare you, Gordon Corman. Zone. <laughs> so this was it. This was the final dive book. This What'd was you the think, final Anna? dive book, and you know what? Uh, expectations were subverted. Hmm. Is that the word I'm looking for? It could be. This book ended in a way, the series ended in a way that we didn't guess. No, we did not. Threw away all of our very good ideas and just trashed them. Crumpled it up into a little ball of idea poop and trashed it. And just said, no, thank you. No ghost sharks today. Not for you. No ghost sharks. Hardly any shark, actually. Hardly any. Well, I will say I was semi-correct in one of my predictions. Oh, yeah. It just wasn't the person I thought was mm. going to be sharked. Yes. Yeah. But the, that was. The sequence of sharking was <laughs> essentially what I said the it would sharkening. be. The sharkening. The <laughs> Um. Yeah. Not enough sharks in this one, yeah. I felt. Where did they go? Could have done with more. Where did um, they come from? Cotton-eyed Joe? Cotton-eyed shark. Um, <laughs> uh, Samuel doesn't really matter at all to the story yeah it was pretty told. much just the thing that we thought it was gonna be and they acted like yeah. it was a big reveal but it was really it obvious was not. So we'd known since the very first part yeah. of the first book when he said i'm on a boat that's sinking but full of treasure like <laughs> well and i was thinking more of the like the fact that he is the ancestor i just oh, added yeah, the second too. episode and i kept saying descendant instead of ancestor and i felt really dumb oh no uh, you should have gone in ancestor. and edited <laughs> and got ancestor i think that he's the ancestor <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no like samuel's the ancestor of english but we knew that it wasn't like stated but we knew that so it wasn't really a twist it was just kind of like well yeah yeah that's fine and it had nothing to do with anything like Samuel the ghost never showed up as a shark or otherwise. Really disappointing on that front. I think that that was supposed to be like a big reveal. I think that it was supposed to be like, oh my gosh, English's ancestor is Samuel, this kid we've been talking about. But it's like, obviously, because he said he was the descendant of an English shipwreck survivor maybe no I don't I think I don't think that's it that can't be you introduce someone named English who's like I I have descendants I have I'm the ancestor I have ancestors who are Mm -hmm. English and then you also have one very English person in this book who's like I'm lucky and will never die I'm English and I'm English I love it and I live on a boat (sighs) just I don't think kids are that dumb. Yeah, you've got English going, I have a secret English ancestor from a boat. It's like, okay, well, it's obviously the only English It is, character. and then they're like, they put together, they found the other half of the sculpture, and they're like, look, it's a griffin, for, named right. for the griffin boat. And we're like, yeah, we, we at this we point, knew. yes, we have put we it all together, that. thank you. 
We get we it. We knew that though. This isn't a big reveal. It was very. I don't know. My why ancestor Samuel was a boy, a boy named Samuel, a boy named Samuel who was on a ship. The ship was named the Griffin. <laughs> the ship that was named the Griffin was chasing after another ship owned by the Spanish. <laughs> like, and it's please. like okay, like the the reveal of Samuel being his ancestor is only a reveal that works on a metal level, right? Like, yes. and it doesn't because we all know we've, what's we've happening. Known. But yes. like, it sh- it shouldn't matter to English whether his English ancestor is Samuel or any, because he doesn't know them. It's not like they found stuff specific to Samuel and were like, wow, this poor kid who, see, they, they could have fixed it. They could have found, like, uh-huh. evidence of a kid being on the boat and be like, oh, oh it's so he sad died. that he died. And yeah. then the reveal that he would be English's ancestor would be like, oh, my God, he got out. That's amazing. How did he then, do it? And then but they would have a, an Ocean's Eleven type heist scene where they explain <laughs> how Samuel got off the boat. <laughs> but as it is, it's like we know about Samuel. And so I guess theoretically it's cool to us that Samuel is his ancestor, but we already knew that. And, and also it's not interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting. And also like the characters in the book don't know Samuel, so it doesn't matter to them. They never learn about him at all. Right. They just know that some dude on this boat was his. It's just, yeah. I don't know why yes. Samuel was here. The two I stories never had meet. Had nothing to, yeah. I, they needed a ghost shark to, to connect they the truly, two. They honestly. needed, in the middle of this book, for a ghost shark to appear, he goes, don't, don't fear me, children. I'm not the Clarence you once knew. In fact, my name is Samuel. <laughs> Samuel, who I was just, aboard a ship. The ship was called the Griffin. <laughs> I just really thought... Like, not even Samuel being the ghost shark. Okay, that was obviously silly. But I truly did think that there was going to be some, like, mystic shark connection of, like, Samuel, like, the captain gets eaten by a shark while they're trying to get to shore. And there's, like, an implication that it's the same shark, right? Same shark. They would turn to the camera and wink at us. Yeah. And be like, wink, it's the same shark. You get it. It's Clarence. (laughs) And then we do a Looney Tunes zoom out. Right. And then it would kind of tie the two together, at least of being like, "Ooh, this 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 is the story of Clarence, this weird shark who keeps eating people near this treasure. So weird. You know? Yeah. But and then there was a is, sequel just... series to this called Shark Hunters, where they tried to kill Clarence for three books. <laughs> as it is, it's just like, here's a story of a lovely boy who was stuck on a very upsetting yep. ship. And then like <laughs> this other story about... Some plucky teenagers searching for treasure, and the two and are never not the twain shall really meet. Anything <laughs> together? Uh, yeah, the Samuel stuff was dumb. <laughs> I would love to hear from someone, my brother, who read these books as a child, my brother, mm-hmm. and see if they thought that the Samuel thing was like a big twist. If that was like mm. cool, everyone's or favorite was son like- and brother, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah if people who read dive by gordon corman i think that's the first time you said our last name on this podcast Uh uh-oh bleep it out i don't Uh want anyone to know Uh it's just unnatural (laughs) to say his name without it i know just by itself (laughs) i don't know that i don't know any mark (laughs) bleep out your last name let's not let anybody know information they can't like find out elsewhere or anything uh <laughs> yeah i this was such a letdown from i think 
maybe we hyped it up too much. Maybe that was our fault. You know, maybe we got too excited about the series. Um, I think book two, with all of its action and possible death and actual death, yeah, yeah, really made it seem like it was going to be high stakes in book three, and it just was not. We really thought this book was going places. It was called The Danger. Like, come on. Yeah, and it it wasn't really any more dangerous than any of the other ones. They go diving, guys, and there's complications. Surprise. They go diving. There's a new type of diving technology that Gordon Foreman oh, researched, yes. you know. This Each is book really, really is just turning like, into like the Dragon Ball Z of diving equipment. Like there always <laughs> just is one more level we can go. Uh, yeah, like there's only so many times you can be like, but we're going to X number of feet. Oh my gosh, that's so deep. That's like, so deep. We have to decompress for so long. So many days. So many days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I guess let's talk about it. Let's talk about this book. Uh, so we can it. all be cleansed. We can be free of this dive series. Mm. Free of sharks. Go on and live our lives. Post dive. Um, so we what left off. What does dive world even look like? I, I don't know. Imagine. I can't. I guess we'll know in about like roughly 45 to 50 so, minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can end the podcast episode sooner than that. Let's do it. All right. Speed run. Speed run this book. I can tell you I'm already failing that looking at my notes. <laughs> uh, so last we left off, Star in the hospital had the bends. She's bent. She's bent. She's bent. Also dead. Captain Vanover. Uh, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Uh, Star wakes up in the oil rig hospital. She has temporarily lost her ability to walk, but it is all psychological, the doctors say, I guess. NBD. She will be able to learn to walk again. They just don't know when that is because she's got to get her brain in line to walk. I, I didn't think it was psychological. I thought it was that there was nerve damage. Oh, is it? I don't know. It was all had to do with the brain and then Yeah, it was all the brain, brain related. psychological. <laughs> but I think it he's was like... The, like- yeah, he is. You're right. He's like, the nerves have to make connections again. You're right. It's neurological. Just, it's all neurological. If you just will it really hard, you, just, you can get over this nerve damage. Tell star. me about your fear of walking as we sit on this chase lounge. It's a psychology joke. It all uh, goes back to your mother. <laughs> it's your mother's fault. You can't walk. It's it's neurological damage. Uh, she can walk. She just, her brain isn't doing it right now at this moment but very sadly she will never be able to dive again per doctor's orders like she can dive but doctors like you shouldn't because if you get another case of the bends that's going to be some serious permanent damage to your body you shouldn't do it anymore don't risk it but it kind of seems like from the way they were talking about the bends in the uh, past two books that like you risk that anytime you dive if you get the bends yeah it's it's like it kind of it kind of <laughs> seems like well whatever you know she's more like, susceptible to bending i maybe i'm not sure or is it just like well you were really lucky to not get you know dead by this bend but if you do another the next one's for sure you'll get, get you. bent right out of shape <laughs> surely there's a water bender joke here but i can't make surely it. somewhere i don't know enough about avatar to make that joke something something my cabbages Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peak comedy right there. Uh, Listen. <laughs> the children visit her in the hospital to get her up to date on what's been going on. Um, not much. They just basically recap they've the book. They've been sad. Yeah, they've been sad. 
At one point, they bring, like, Star some, like, spare clothes and other, like, things to entertain her. Uh, and in her luggage contains the whalebone hilt with the JB initials on it. I only bring this up here because later, Star gets frustrated and throws this super rare antique at a wall breaking it slightly and revealing an emerald underneath all the barnacles and stuff growing on it i guess Mm -hmm. that's important for later in the book i just didn't want to have to cut in again with all this hospital stuff did we know from the samuel chapters that there was an emerald nah man that came out of nowhere yeah, so like he just had even a whip. That, he just, Samuel was never like he had a whip made of emeralds. He just right. Had a whip. I feel like even that could have been something to make it tie together. Of yeah. if if he had an emerald whip and we're like, wait a second, they're talking about this whip, I but know. it's and not the emerald. Yeah, whip, it's not you his know? whip. What happened to the gems? Right. Um. But no, <laughs> it's just like. It's convenient for the ending of this book, but yeah, as as a joke punchline too, like not even mm-hmm. as anything satisfying. Um, also, spoiler alert, a star does get better and regains her ability to walk just in time for the climax of the book. Again, this is like there's some there's some small sections of chapters from Star's point of view of her like getting better in the hospital. I just don't have to get into it in between all the other plots. So that's what happens. She learns how to walk again. There is a lot of uh, perspective shift in this one. Yeah. More so than I felt in the other books, but maybe I'm misremembering because it's been a minute. Because, yeah. like, we got everybody in this one. Everybody, we got yes. English, we got, we got Star, we got Cutter we got and his crew. Cutter, we got uh, the dude who's the head of Gallagher. The, Gallagher, yeah, yeah, he was up in here. Yeah. Um, and of course, we got Kaz, uh, everybody Adriana, and uh, what's his Dante. face? Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody, Everybody gets a moment to shine. Everybody got a hand on the ball in this one. Um, yeah. So if you were annoyed in the first two books about the POV changes, you're really going to hate this one. Uh, we did have confirmed. I think even Mariana got a POV at some point, didn't she? Is her name Mariana or Marina? Marina. Okay. I 100%. also know that's it's wild that you said that because I also went through all of my notes typing Mariana. And then at the end, I saw that her name was Marina in the book. And I was like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> Were we calling her Mariana? No, we said it was Marina. In the I don't remember. Episodes. I honestly don't. No, remember. we did because I pointed out that like he makes everybody, he gives everybody very on the nose names. Yeah, and she's like pretty Marina just seemed too on the nose, but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of POV changes, we did have confirmed for us because we did have this question. I think sometime in the first Marie uh, dive episode um, that. Uh, are there are there breaks in the chapters to show when someone else's POV is coming into play? And one of our listeners, James, said no. <laughs> There's Thank not. Thank you, James. Thanks, James, for <laughs> for uh, finding that out for us, sleuthing that out. Uh, yeah. I feel justified in hating the POV changes immensely. <laughs> <laughs> really, if they had just thrown a cute little stylized shark in there, yeah. In oh my gosh, the, that yes. really would have done so much. Absolutely. A couple Do you dolphins in the wishbone books. How yes. they would have like an animated wishbone, like the flip book in the corner. Yes, that doesn't really have to do with POV breaks. Yo, you're but right. Also, but what if it was they a also shark? do that in the Animorphs books? Huh? They had that in Animorphs too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me grab one from where they are sitting right next to my desk. Oh, well, look at you with your physical copy of Animorphs by your desk at all times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for reference, they have the little morph in the corner oh, yeah, that's a flip yeah. book as it see morphs. they could have done that but with like a shark eating a child or something 
very or casual, like very chill. A ship wrecking. Oh yeah, would be cute. Samuel turning into a ghost shark. Samuel turning into a ghost shark. Yeah. Although that's kind of stepping on Animorphs territory, but you know what? <laughs> it's good territory to but step on. But then at on. the end, he says, "No, it's not a morph. I'm this way forever. <laughs> I am just a ghost shark. <laughs> There's no alien powers here. This is all ghosts." Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this was through the power of God, and it <laughs> takes a really hard Christian turn at the very end. Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> Call me Father Clarence. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Cutter and his crew, Reardon and Marina, have a meeting with Dr. Gallagher, who is the head of the Poseidon Institute. He was like, what the fuck happened? Kids <laughs> seriously, grievously injured. Men Dead. Dead. My equipment broken. What the fuck is happening? Shark still hungry. <laughs> Clarence out there doing who knows what. Proselytizing, probably. Bring me pictures of Clarence. <laughs> I want pictures of Clarence on my desk now. I have a Jacques Cousteau style documentary to film. This will be a perfect twist for it. Uh, they they discuss what to do with the kids actually, um, and Gallagher's like, well, let's just send them home. And then Cutter and Marina are both like, no, they, I mean, they didn't do anything. Let's blame this on the adult. Like, they they lie and say Captain Vanover he like hi- hijacked our internship program, basically showed the kids more interesting stuff than what we were doing, and of course they would go with him. Um, basically lying so Gallagher doesn't get suspicious about the treasure and he's like you're right plus it would be like a PR nightmare if I just left Star alone in that oil rig hospital without even her friends to comfort her sure Gallagher okay no it wouldn't but what I also that I don't understand because I thought originally the intern thing was like a ruse to make it more believable but that there was a scientific project that they were claiming they were doing here Mm. But now it seems that what has happened is that the scientific project was the interns. <laughs> like, that they were the whole, because that's why they're like, no, you have to keep the interns around because they're like, we will we have be to shut down. map the reef. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if we don't have the interns, we do not have a reason for being out here. Which, like, and I was that's like, 100% false. <laughs> no, it's yeah. There's no way that they. Came Our research like, depends on four thirteen-year-old divers. It seems like it seems like it wasn't even like. It's like it seems that this is not oh, zoo folks. This this is not someone. Zoo this is not Jane folks. Goodall. Hold on, let me get there. This is not Jane Goodall <laughs> out there studying the chimpanzees this was zoo camp this was like overnight zoo the camp. purpose of this was to have the kids come here and do research absolutely it's like that's not the vibes i was getting from the first two books i thought it was like the science was the primary thing and the kids and were the kids were just to there make the science honor. more believable yeah. right yeah, yeah i don't know all science heavily relies on 13 year olds to be done 13 year old interns yeah they're like we wanted to have some peer-reviewed research but like by really cool peers so we picked 13 year olds um so then while they're having this meeting of what to do with the children english walks in uh that's his nickname i don't know his real name gerard 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 menace menace i think the other one yeah menace gerard or something i don't because it's like menace yeah He walks in during the meeting, just barges in on someone else's meeting, doesn't knock, and he's like, hey, I need to use a one atmosphere diving suit, which is basically... I need a diving suit. (laughs) 
I need that diving suit so I can go under the water. I like how his accent and I I didn't pick up on this in earlier ones. I think it was just in this one. He started and adding me to the end of he added like yeah his english was much more broken in this one than and i was, it was like in the what previous. happened i was like i don't remember him talking this way in the first two books but grief does strange things to truly <laughs> truly i mean uh he <laughs> he says i need to use i need to use the the super saiyan diving suit which basically it maintains surface pressure at any depth so you could stay underwater at any depth for as long as necessary and then be able to come up quickly and not have a long waiting period he wants the suit so he can find vanover's body which has been abandoned underwater um and they have very limited time to find the body because basically after 48 hours they're like he's one with the fishes now we can't there's n- we don't want to bring that back up trust uh but it's still within the 48 it's hour be window. real goopy yeah <laughs> it would be disturbing for everybody to see that body uh but gallagher's like i know other scientists have that thing booked it's in high demand uh it booked for months you can't use it okay okay but remember that. Remember that because in just a few pages, that's clearly a lie Gallagher has told. <laughs> Did she maybe just steal it? Like, maybe. That- no, they, no they, they checked it out because they, they went like right at midnight to get the maximum mm. amount of time. I de- uh, maybe, maybe, no, maybe that doesn't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we fine. found our first plot hole. <laughs> our first one. <laughs> Uh, so English is fine is like fine I'll do this my way and he goes to prepare to dive just like a regular deep dive which apparently is very difficult uh, He he's gonna go look for the captain's body by himself but then Kaz shows up he's like please let me go with you I was there when it all happened I'll know where the body is let me go also I feel guilty about kind of killing this guy and English at first is like, well, yeah, you did fucking kill my friend. So no, I don't want you to go. And Cass is like, well, then if I die on this diving expedition, won't that like, won't that be good for you? Because then you'll be happy. I'm dead like your friend. <laughs> Basically. And Cass. Uh, he's like, won't I be getting what I deserve? And English is like, you're not wrong, kid. Come with me. <laughs> So they're going to dive down to 300 feet. They need to bring like a lot of more extra gear with them and like different kind of gases that they that they start breathing at different times. Lots of different little cocktails, you know. Um, Plus, it's going to take them like ages to come back up because of the need to decompress. So they have a very limited time frame, like only 25 minutes to actually search for the body. And then the next like three hours to decompress as they come back to the surface awesome sounds like a very bad plan but if that's what you have to work with i guess that's what you have to work with i don't know why they didn't do the next level of super super saiyan which is what they do at the end with their diving like i don't know why he didn't do that now like a plot wise i get why like that would have put him in a cage for four days so he couldn't get out but like oh right 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 yeah well i mean if hmm, i'm thinking wasn't that something owned by the oil company? Yeah, but he just borrowed it later on, like no big deal. Yeah. So I yeah. have second plot I don't hole. Know. <laughs> um. So they they look around on the seafloor for twenty five minutes of time that, and uh, they don't find the body. And then as they're starting to come back up, Kaz sees a piece of wreckage and he swims over there. 
uh, fully aware that this could fuck up their decomp schedule and like he could get the bends, but it's what it's it's whatever. He finds the body. Hooray. They send the body back up, begin, and then they begin their long ascent to the surface. Apparently, when the body comes back up, it, like, <laughs> expands in a very distressing way. I'm glad we did not have to linger on that image. <laughs> um, but near the end of this hours-long journey, Kaz is deliriously tired. His poor arms are shaken. He can hardly hold on. Because at this point, like... They're high up. They're back in the current of the ocean, which they had kind of like gone below the current. Uh, But now they're being buffeted around. He has to hold on to this anchor line. uh, So that way, because they're in the middle of the sea, if he lets go, he could potentially come back up and not be able to find the boat again, just be stranded in the middle of the ocean, which is going to be a problem in just a second. Um, And he sees a shark off in the distance. And his brain, in this tired state of mind, immediately says, that's Clarence. The menace of the sea, your biggest fear. (laughs) And he he lets go. We also get another big old info dump about how, again, Kaz has always feared sharks. They're his mortal enemy. And I was like, this is, again, he spends all his spare time reading about them. Just always, he's all about sharks. I'm like, this was not the case in book one. No. In book one, Kaz is like, what's a shark? shark? He, like, kills a shark, and he's like, what was that thing? <laughs> what was that big old thing I just stabbed? I've been afraid of it my entire life. I've never had a name for it. <laughs> In all of the books I read, it never told it never me its name. It said what I was reading about. It made it really hard to find the books at the library. I didn't know uh, what to search Wait. for. It just if I saw, if I looked at all the shelves and I saw that strange creature... We just, we've only known them as the deep ones or the toothed ones. The toothed ones. I've called them sharp tubes because that's what they look like. (laughs) I've called them big fishy guys. Yeah, but no, like shark's cool too, I guess. I guess. I guess shark works. It's a little bit less menacing than sharp tube. but I've called them chompy boys. Chompy boys. (laughs) Hella teeth. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that mouth. <laughs> uh, called it Mama Mouth. <laughs> Mama Mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess shark is okay. Shark is fine, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> well, sometimes, Kaz, we actually, there's different species, and that one's actually a tiger shark. What the fuck is a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> I just called those the blue box cereal cat. <laughs> What do you mean, tiger? Oh, you mean Tony, of course. Tony, my, my good friend my, Tony. My good pal Tony would never do this to me. <laughs> never swim in the ocean and chase me this way. <laughs> Get out of here, English. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I see the confusion because sea and cereal kind of sound similar. Mm-hmm. But, but they're uh, different things. They're different things. Idiot. Shark. <laughs> shark. Shark. Tiger. Shark. Fuck. Uh, Kaz, let's go up the anchor line because he's scared and wants to get rid of, wants to get away from Mama Mouth. <laughs> Mama Mouth Clarence. Uh, he just begins to float away. The current takes him away. He's gone. <laughs> and uh, that's a wrap. That's, that's a it. That's wrap on Kaz. Look, that was the danger. I don't know. This is a very unsatisfying ending. Uh, as he's floating away in the current, he looks back at the shark and he goes, that's not Clarence. That's just an average harmless sharp tube. <laughs> I don't know that one. 
Uh, I just lost my train of thought. It's fine. Um, English, English is like, fuck the kid. He's dying again. Uh, <laughs> and he like looks at his watch. He's like, I have 40 more minutes left to decompress at this level. I can't, what? It should be fine if I cut it to 20. Uh, which makes me question like, why, why'd you set it at 40 minutes to begin with? I don't know. Uh, he decompresses for another 20 minutes, hops up on the boat, starts looking for Kaz, finds him just floating out in the ocean, sunburnt to hell. (laughs) English brings him back to shore. Uh, and then he's like, come, come, (laughs) come children, come to my house to pick up your Kaz. (laughs) And... <laughs> this poor man. Uh, they they have like a little bit of a reconciliation where they're like, "Sorry that we were annoying teenagers from America and Canada that kind of got your friend killed." And he's like, "It's fine, Kaz. Help me bring the body back, and that's all that matters, I guess. We're good for now." Truce. Okay. And then they start questioning him about that ugly wooden sculpture that he has hanging in his house somewhere. Uh, and he's like, I don't know why you guys are curious about this. It's a stupid urban legend in my family about how, you know, everyone calls me English because I have an English ancestor who was said to have floated to this island on a piece of driftwood. This piece of driftwood, in fact. <sighs> yeah, it's not It's not interesting. It's not a good reveal. It has nothing to do with <laughs> anything. It's just like, here's the excuse I had for writing those chapters from Samuel's point of view. I realized I couldn't connect the two without getting real freaky deaky with it. <laughs> this is what I came up with. But All right, wanted Gordon. wanted it to get freaky deaky, Gordon. <laughs> you needed to get weird. Get freakier and deakier. And, Come on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Back at the Poseidon Institute. They finally pull up the Deep Scout. This is the underwater sub thing that Captain Vanover and the kids were using uh, to find the treasure. But then disaster struck. Um, but English takes a look at the ship to see if he can determine what caused this malfunction. Like a shark bumping into it should not be able to cause the amount of damage that the children said was caused. Because um, essentially what happened, if you don't remember, Clarence bumped into the ship and, and then the ship split and got some mud in it and became too heavy to get back topside. So English takes a look and he says, oh no, this sub appears to have been purposefully sabotaged. Oh my. Dun, dun, dun. So English goes and confronts Cutter, who denies having any involvement in the sabotage. Like English, English fully like bursts in on this man in the locker room, ties a towel around him so he cannot move and is like, <laughs> what did you do to the deep scout? <laughs> Zutano. <laughs> Why did you kill my friend? <laughs> this book really felt a lot like Gordon Corman was like, fuck dumb kids. <laughs> it's like all of the interesting parts are with the adults. Truly, like, yeah. He did write this story in a way that like so much of it had to happen without the children. The children did so little in this book except tag along with adults. Except just kind of be there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it it felt You're a lot. Thirteen year olds shouldn't be scuba diving this much at an internship. <laughs> it felt a lot like, um, God, that fucking series of video games for kids about math and stuff. Jumpstart. No, but it's this. Yes, Freddy the Clue Fish. Finder kids. Oh, Clue Finder. Yeah. How like they keep kind of getting dropped off in these various locales and not having anything to do with the actual plot, but just kind of are there to observe. And then there's like Here, more kids. interesting characters, you know, now do some math. 
Learn math. Then do some math. Right. And there's like actual plot and characters that wherever they go to, but Mm. they're not the inter you know like the the clue finder kids are not the interesting part that's right. what this felt like like i could fully see gordon corman for this uh, these other series that he's written if it was just these same four fucking kids like being plopped down into different things you know <laughs> here kids save save the poseidon institute by doing multiplication <laughs> can you find captain vanover's body by using long division <laughs> I've never played Clue Finders, but oh, Clue Finders is such a good game. <laughs> uh, right up there with Putt Putt Goes to the Moon. Oh, in terms of child childhood, I just games. I did not have the PC edutainment games. I, oh, I my parents out. were all about that edutainment. You know what? I'm gonna buy them right now and play them. You should. This is the podcast. I found now. a Clue Finder emulator at one point, and I started installing it, and then. I got tired of waiting Wonder, for it to install. Internet so. Archive might have. Uh, they have like a way to play old computer games in mm. a browser. Let me just search in here so we can this tell now all of our listeners. We play Clue Finders. Clue Finders Fifth Grade Adventures. Mm-hmm. It's a little old for me, but. I think because I think they were like fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe seventh. I'm trying to remember. Because there was the one set. In the rainforest, there was the one set in Egypt, but there was the one set in. No, that's also the rainforest with the beetle ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other ones you were. You can download. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at Clue Finder's fifth grade adventures, and guess what's on the cover? Are kids scuba diving and finding treasure? There you go. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Uh, you can download ISO file um, of Clue Finders from Internet Archive. I don't know what you do with it at that point, but you definitely can. Well, <laughs> stay tuned for our next podcast. Stay tuned for our next Clue podcast. Finder How do we play games that we don't actually own? Uh, <laughs> so English confronts Cutter in the bathroom. Cutter's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And English is like, he seems trustworthy because he looks very surprised at everything I'm doing right now. Seems genuine. I think also either this scene or another scene was from Cutter's perspective in a way that it is made clear to the audience that Cutter does not know yes. what he's talking the about. The next episode, the next scene, yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So shortly after that scene and this next scene, that is from Cutter's point of view, uh, Marina shows up with the video taken from Deep Scout's camera, uh, implying that she used her body to get it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and they basically the only adult woman in this book series. Yep, yep. And she loves sex. She's so hot, so hot. Her boobs are so big, and she likes to murder. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, they watch this. They watch this video uh, of the kids in Vanover basically discovering the whole second shipwreck site, and and uh, now they know exactly where to go to get the treasure. So that's cool. For the children. Uh, next scene. Institute holds a memorial service for Captain Vanover. The children intend. No, the children attend. Can't talk. The children they attend. to attend. Even though they weren't invited. <laughs> Party crashers. 
why would they not invite the children who were with him when he died to go to his memorial service? I feel like it wasn't like an invite situation. Mm. I think it was just kind of like, hey, it's a memorial service. You know, whoever wants to come can come. And they were just specifically worried about English being like, fuck you. I didn't RSVP to this. (laughs) Because, yeah, I don't I don't know that mm, you I don't think. Like, how would they invite people, you know? On Facebook. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you know, the Facebook they had back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, MySpace. MySpace. Um, They have a small confrontation with Marina where she's like, oh, my gosh, how are you guys doing? And Adriana's Adriana's like, fuck off. You don't like us. (laughs) We don't like you. (laughs) And then they bump into English. Fake bullshit, Marina. Yeah, yeah, we're sick of this. We know you're evil. You, we know you know about our treasure. Our treasure that is rightfully ours and not yours. And not yours. Yeah, we found it and you didn't. We found you didn't it. Shit. Finders keepers. Ex- absolutely. Um, They bump into English at the party and he's like, guys, I don't think you're responsible for the captain dying. But he doesn't go any further than that. He just says, I don't think you're responsible for the death. Uh, Want to meet some of my oil rig buddies? And they um, have a conversation about saturation diving, which is important for a later plot point. Uh, Basically, it's very deep, dangerous diving that involves having to decompress in a special chamber for many days afterwards. But you can go down to like a thousand feet or more if needed, which is something that uh, the oil rig guys seem to do on a regular basis. I'm not going to lie. I have read all three of these books. If I was given, say, a matching quiz, uh-huh, uh-huh. a la middle grade, yeah. in which I had to match the types of diving yeah. to their features, uh-huh. couldn't tell you. Man. Not a single thing. Yeah. Don't remember. You're not getting any... a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut Mm-mm. for this No, report. I would not. Because no. it's just like, as you said, it kind of seems like Dragon Ball Z there's just another layer just a new one every time we need to get and at some point it becomes like why didn't why didn't we do the why biggest didn't you just go first? all out first man yeah 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 why did we have to work our way up to it in this way books in the series Ugh, really got to pad it out with yeah, like man. but no there's an even more divey sort even of dive better diving dive. <laughs> its name okay, is I goku <laughs> and the the Results of them are all essentially the same. You go deep down in the water, and, and it's dangerous to go up. up quick. It's just yeah. like the amounts are slightly different. Yeah, and, and I'm sometimes simply you have not going to remember. Different air. Yeah, but I'm not going to remember that. No, doesn't matter. They're underwater. Underwater is terrifying. <laughs> if you asked me what method of diving these kids were using, it I could. You could tell me it was snorkels all the way. And I would be like, yeah, sure, whatever. They were coming back up for air every 30 (laughs) seconds to one minute. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Cool. After the party, Adriana, the museum, gets an email from her brother, who also appears to be some sort of museum. (laughs) He has heard about the two shipwrecks from their uncle, and he forwards her an article about an English ship called the Griffin that was captained by... James Blade, the initials <gasps> JB, JB, were on the hilt that they what? found. What? Oh my! This isn't this 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 reveal here is so stupid because it, it be? basically confirms for the children there are two ships down there. One is English, one is Spanish, 
and that English ship is the one carrying all the treasure because they stole it from the Spanish. But, like, why would you include this in the third book instead of, like, the first one? Right. We've known this. Because, again, it's, like, a treated like a big reveal yes. to these kids. Like, oh, the my gosh. The kids are so jazzed to learn this. It's the griffin that's down there. Oh, my goodness. They've never heard of the fucking griffin. No. Only us, the audience, knows what the fuck the griffin exactly. is. Exactly. Why are they actually some like English is, ship? That means It's nothing. just some ship. They have the exact same amount of information as they did before. Before, they thought it was an English ship that probably had a name. Yeah. Now, it's an English ship that, that definitely a had a name. Like, okay, well, so I guess we've <laughs> chalked that up to, to slightly more information about this ship. But this doesn't help your case in any way. It's not like... Because no. you know what ship it is, like, oh, you definitely was, know that this is an unregistered one or something. They could have done something to make this make yes. sense that they cared. It could have been didn't. the brother, brother Museum sends an article that is like, here's a journal they found years later. And it's and then Adrian is down to read. And it's all about mm. Samuel. And those are the exact words that we have been having to read the past three books. That would have been dope. The perfect, elegant way to pull it together. Or it could have been like, oh, um even aside from the Samuel of it all, he could have been like, oh yeah, you know, there are legends about the Griffin and how it had like a this haunted shark type on board. Of, or, no, no, like, the, like a specific amount <laughs> yeah. of treasure or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, uh, ooh, we know the name of the ship now. Okay, well, so what? Yeah, who gives a shit? I could name a ship anything. Who they cares? They don't care about the ships. They care about the money hidden in the sand that is underwater. As do we all. As do we all. Armed with this new knowledge, though, the kids all get together and they finally tell English the full story of the shipwreck and treasure that they've found. Hard to believe English has not heard the story yet. But this is it. He finally is in the loop. He reveals the information that sabotage happened. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he believes Cutter's crew is responsible for it. And they all agree, we got to go down there and beat Cutter to this treasure. Which I I do like that they're like, okay, now we're giving them kind of a reason beyond I really lent money to care about getting the treasure. Like some of them already had reasons, uh, but the idea that it's like, well, this dude murdered our friend. He should not be the one to get the treasure. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is at least something. But also, he did a lot of other shitty stuff before this, <laughs> and that could have been the thing. You know, it just yeah. it, it just seems like kind of justifying the kid's greed in exactly. a way that's like... Because, and I, I have this a little bit further down in my notes, but let's talk about it now, is like they all discuss what they are going to do with the money once they get it. None mm. of them are like, Kaz, remember Kaz, who had this characterization moment in the second book that was like, I don't think we should be disturbing this. I think we should just leave the money where it is, let these people, let the, let the ghosts that live down here in the water in the form of sharks, let them rest. But then... We get to this point where they're like, what are you going to do with your part of the $1.2 billion? And Adriana's like, I'm already rich. So I'm just going to donate my share. Uh, and Kaz is like, well, I'm going to give my money to that kid I paralyzed because so, he's got hospital bills to pay. Okay. Bummer. Uh, Dante's <laughs> like, I'm donating it to the Dante Fund. Yeah. And then and then Star and English are both like, well, we'll give money to the people that have helped us, like Vanover's family. And Iggy, remember Iggy? He was in this book for two seconds. Um, but yeah, it's like, what happened? What happened to what like happened to any sort of moral quandary about this? Yes, or Adriana even saying like, let's take some of this and give it to a museum. You know, like 
Yeah. The, her whole purpose of living museum. But no, they're just like, it was, yeah, I guess, I guess we do like money. It's just so weird how they backtrack that so quickly. There was not, no introspection at all from Kaz's point of view of like, you know what? This is wrong, but that little boy I beat up really could use a wheelchair. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it went down, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm very. Um, exactly how it went down. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, it was very disappointing on that end, but they all get together. Uh, they, Adriana and Kaz somehow trick English into letting them go down to the treasure with him via the saturation diving that we just learned about a couple chapters ago. Kaz is like, I know where the treasure is. And Adriana's like, I'm a museum. We have to go with you. And English is like, fine, I will find a boat. And I will find a crew I can trust to keep this under wraps. Um, yeah, so they do this. They they go out on a boat. They decide to dive down hours before Cutter is set to do the same with the Tin Man, the piece of equipment that Gallagher said was booked out for months. Interesting. How did Cutter know months ago to book this for this day? How? How, How? did he get his name on the, the checkout sheet? Who Seems did he pay fishy. off? I need to Who speak did to Marina suck off? Who didn't Marina? Exactly. Because we know she's the only woman in this book. She's the evil one. It has to be so. It has to be so. Um, they're all getting on the boat, getting ready to, to set off in the water. Star shows up. Surprise to all of us. Because she was supposed to head back to the States to continue recovery. Because she still wasn't walking uh, and then one day English stopped by her hospital room and he's like, you're going to fucking walk. And she's like, I can walk. So you're right. I am. You're right. I'm walking. You're, you're right. English. All I needed was some tough love. <laughs> and yet another example of the adults in these, this series being just great. Her mm-hmm. dad has come to like pick her up and yeah. take her back to the States. And she's like, oh, I have to leave soon because my dad has to get back to work. And then she, she's just like, no, Dad, I'm good. I'm gonna stay here. And her dad leaves without her. Dad's her. like, if you're sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, a 13 year old who's had a major medical issue uh, after being unsupervised by any adults, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely just gonna leave and yeah. just go. We're not back gonna to continue the monitoring the situation. At no, all. this seems fine. <laughs> oh, 1.2 billion dollars, you say? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Go Actually, for it, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll buy you new legs with that money. <laughs> or a new brain, or whatever new brain. the issue Both. Is. Why not both? <laughs> $1.2 million. That's new brain money right there. That's new brain money. Get you one of those. Uh, one of those fancy upgraded Tesla brains. Self-driving brain. Self-driving. <laughs> Don't even have to put gas in it. You just plug it in. Yeah. 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 We like, we like those green brains. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kaz, Adriana, and English all dive down, but they can't find the shipwreck because it's dark. Dante decides to dive in to help them. So before this, Dante was like, I'm never diving again because he was really traumatized by, you know, an adult dying. The in death. Front of him. Yeah. But he's like, I have to go down to help them find what they're looking for. I'm specially equipped to find things underwater in the dark because of my color blindness. So I need to help them. Um, he goes down and uh, they're able to find the shipwreck with his help and they start pulling up all kinds of gold and pearls and shit but unfortunately for the children cutter's crew shows up at that moment and uh marina 
or they, they pull up and they're like, what's this other ship doing there? And they're like, it must be the kids. Uh, so Marina sneaks down inside the Tin Man. Uh, and she's like, it's fine because it's not. this isn't going to require me to decomp. So I'll go down, I'll get a piece of their gold and come back up and we'll file this treasure with the International Maritime Commission But while those kids are spending days decompressing in their little special chamber. Okay. They're like, fine, yeah, go do that. So the kids are digging up the treasure. They spot the Tin Man. They send their treasure up in a little basket towards the surface because they fucking thought about that, Marina. Duh. They have a basket. <laughs> Do you have a Do basket, you have a basket? Marina? No, you're an idiot, Marina. No, you just have a really high-tech suit. <laughs> a really high-tech suit that she uses to just try to steal one gold bar from the treasure basket. You know, like, I would, like, upend the basket. Just, like, yeah. dump all the treasure so out. don't have... This is, like, basic strategy for if <laughs> basic you're trying to fuck keep with away. a sibling. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, like... You want to get the thing, but more importantly, you want them to not, not get the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, she's like, I'm just going to pluck one gold piece from this treasure basket. Um, and as she... One beautiful golden ring, which I shall put on the finger of my Iron oh, Man suit. Beautiful. It fits perfectly. <laughs> uh, the kids and English all just like start trying to punch this metal machine that Marina is inside. They're like, give us back our gold. Uh, and then meanwhile, back on the boat, Marina has stopped responding to Cutter and Reardon, who are starting to get suspicious. Uh, they've kind of noticed Marina's been a little bit greedier about than them about this whole treasure thing, like really a lot more cutthroat. Um, and they also conveniently find a schematic for the Deep Scout on Marina's laptop for the exact piece that was sabotaged. And they start putting two and two together and decide uh, they shouldn't kill children. They should just <laughs> they should just let them have this one. <laughs> Uh, don't kill a child. Don't kill a child. But back underwater, Marina is beating the shit out of these children with her big metal <laughs> suit. She uh, she cuts English's diving suit open, which exposes him to the elements. It's very cold down here. And he's like, children, get back into the diving bell. And Adriana and Dante make it, but Kaz does not because he gets hit in the head by Marina and falls unconscious. Kaz, why does everything bad only happen to you? He's the main boy. Kind of. In this book, he's not. He's like forcing it in this book. You know what? This book, the the main character is English. I agree. I think English is the main character of this series, and the children are the clue finders. But the children are are. there to almost die at least 20 times. (laughs) Imagine they come home from their internship and they just tell their parents even a fraction of what they did. They'd be like, please, uh, we need to have a conversation with Dr. Gallagher about how we're suing the Poseidon Institute. Thank you. What was this? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And this isn't going to count towards any college credits because the guy who is in charge of your internship was actually a treasure hunter. They did actually science pedigree. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. No, mom, it's fine. I'm just going to major in treasure hunting. It's fine. It's fine, God. So fucking embarrassing. And then I'm going to major in graffiti lettering. It's fine, (laughs) mom. Fuck off. You don't understand my art. You don't understand how much I love to write letters underwater. (laughs) You don't understand the art of the hunt. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) English smashes the floodlights on the Tin Man so Marina can no longer see. Then he turns off his own light and disappears into the dark. 
he makes it to the bell and they're like, all right, this diving bell's got to go back up, guys. Uh, but they're like, no, Kaz is still out there. And then for some reason at this point, the power on the ship goes out and they have to get the backup generator going or everyone will drown. That was actually really easy to do. They just did it. They just they did, did it. I don't know why it was mentioned. <laughs> I think because then it creates the thing of they don't have like can like communication with the bell oh, anymore yeah that's true because that's kind of a, a thing of like well how do we because they the people in the bell are like don't pull us up yet because kaz is still out there yes. so they're like well how will we know when to pull them up and then it goes and they have no communication anymore yeah but they they get the backup generator going so that they can still breathe which is apparently mm-hmm. important i've heard i've heard <laughs> not an expert no um, we know <laughs> marina decides uh well i know one of the kids is missing because i can see inside of this diving bell it's the only thing that has lights i know one of the children is missing i'm gonna hold him hostage for a bar of gold so they can so that i can claim the treasure seems like you could just go grab it a seems bar like of gold you just guess back to doing the thing that you were Marina, doing five minutes the ago what are you doing why are you at this point she just children? wants to murder a child you giant weirdo she just wants to kill this kid <laughs> She really is. She was the ghost shark all she, along. Bloodthirsty. <laughs> Inside of us all, there are two sharks. One a ghost. One a Clarence. Uh, Kaz wakes up disoriented. Realizes he needs to hide from Marina. So he desi- dives down into this little cave thing he finds. But oh no, it's full of sharks. Including Clarence. Fucking Clarence. We get some fun shark facts here about how sharks have to keep swimming yeah. unless they hang out by a vent because then the Gaz, vent moves. Gaz is like, I'm terrified of sharks, but here's a fun fact. Here's some fun facts about sharks. <laughs> here's Let why they're all you. in this cave. It's not exactly just why to the author. <laughs> Clarence, of course, immediately attacks Kaz, but Kaz is able to avoid being bitten by the shark because he just moves. Wow. He moves his body. Good job. Um. But then there's an added complication. Marina has cut off his breathing supply. She's just like, snip, snip that little tube. He can't breathe now. He's got three minutes left to live. Uh, in order to get him to come out of hiding, she does this. She's I don't think Marina understands how hostages work. Yeah, this wasn't a great plan on her part. Like, oh, Kaz like, is dead now? Yeah, we're going to keep this treasure. Okay, we're going to go. Dumb, Goodbye. Like, dumb Because how is she going to fix this? She would have to go into the bell exactly. to get oxygen, at which point... The other three would beat the shit out of her. Exactly. She'd be in a big tin can <laughs> inside, inside the bell, not being able to move very well because it's designed for being like under the water, you know, like in the in the deep ocean, not inside of the bell, right? Like it just she doesn't didn't make think sense. any of this through. She was just she really reacting. just wanted to murder a she child. She really was just bloodthirsty this night. I don't know. <laughs> she was on her period. She you was- know how women get <laughs> this is why women can't be president or scuba divers they're too emotional they're too Too emotional emotional. they see one kid underwater they don't want to kill it they're like biological clock is ticking when am i going to get the chance to murder a kid again (laughs) every woman goes through that though you know know? and you, you don't see us out here killing kids underwater yeah. We do that on I mean, surface maybe, in a civilized manner. Maybe a woman who's gone through menopause could be a scuba diver. Yeah. But even then, you even know. Even then, yeah. You know, cycles. Yeah. You get those hot flashes, by which oh, I mean. God, imagine, imagine. Flashes of hot-blooded desire to murder a child. <laughs> when you go over a heat vent on the ocean floor. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
So Cass can't breathe. He's like, I got to get out of this cave because I will certainly die if I stay here. He summons all of his courage. He leaves his hidey hole, starts swimming for this bell. He only has a few minutes of backup supply. But as he's nearing the bell, Marina steps in his way as this giant tin man is like, no, stop. But then... Out of nowhere, Clarence comes in. He's like, get the fuck away from my kid. I'm going to kill that kid, not you. He attacks the Tin Man, somehow penetrating the atmosphere seal on it. And Marina dies immediately, crushed to death by water. Just like, wow. Thanks, Clarence. Did us a solid. Good job, Clarence. Presumably from there, Clarence just fucks off because Cass swims into the diving bell and they make it back to shore. Clarence is like, I'm full now. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks for the fun, Kaz. See you next time. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) I'm tired now. Um... There's also a scene where, like, Star has to do... now I rest for another 400 years. (laughs) Now I swim me down to sleep. (laughs) Um... There's a point in, in here somewhere where Star has to do, like, a little mini dive into the water to help bring the treasure up. Whatever. She did it. She, she did didn't it. die. She Great. didn't die. Good for her. She's fine. Um, and then, of course, they report the treasure, but a bunch of governments start arguing over it. So even though they put in the claim to say, this is our treasure, we found it first, it is denied. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of seems like this was all pointless. This is also pointless. Cutter and Reardon do not even put a claim forth. It's literally just a bunch of governments arguing. And I think there's something at the end here with Cutter and Reardon helping them to, like, get back to the surface or whatever. Yeah. And being like, oh, sorry, it was Marina. We're not. Marina we're tried to kill ecological terrorists. We're not yeah. murderers. We're not it's women. Fine. We don't kill children. We're not women. We don't want to murder. <laughs> we just want to destroy coral reef. You know, yeah. the two genders. Destroying yes. coral reefs and murdering children. Murdering children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whose lives do you value more? The Earth's? Or this one kids. Really makes you think. <laughs> really makes you think. Really makes you think. Uh, then at the end, the kids are at the airport heading home from their internship. As they're going through security, they pull out that fucking whalebone hilt that's been in Star's luggage this whole time. And a large emerald has been revealed from where Star threw it at the wall in her frustration. And security is like, this is weird. And then this other guy comes over and he goes, please, if it was real, why would kids have it? And <laughs> they let it, they're they like, let if it was real, it would be worth approximately one point two million dollars. Yeah, because <laughs> they appraise they like appraise it there so that we yeah know that they're the like this is worth millions. Money. Don't worry yeah. about it. Also, uh, we fi- they bring up the the other part of the Griffin uh, yeah figurehead, and they're like, look. English, it's proof that the story is real. And he's like, this is not the same animal. And they're like, no, you silly Frenchman. It's a it's griffin, griffin, which means it's it's half one animal and half the other. And so it is. And you're really English. And he's like, wow, thank you, I guess. He cries. Kind You'll of, give yeah. me back my family history. No, that's not a French accent. I lost it. <laughs> that was a little. You'll give me back my family history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he cries. It's a touching yeah. moment. Great. So everybody got what they wanted. Yep. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Uh, well, well, we're done. It, it, we're done. The first two books were so promising in this series, mm-hmm. and then here we are. With Just the didn't wrap it up the way I wanted it to. Yeah. You know what? This is the danger of having to finish a series. You're going to let some people down. Those two people being us, the most important people. 
reading it's your so true 20 years after they were written <laughs> uh. well what's up next uh so next week is halloween as you all know and we will be reading uh richie tankersley cusick richie cute richie tankersley cusick's trick or treat something like that that sounds something like that Mm -hmm. um the week after that we will be returning meow (laughs) with another meow meow monday (laughs) let me look it up i almost just searched meow meow monday which isn't gonna get perfect that's exactly what the books are called Aaron Hunter, if you're listening, I first of all, I hope you're not. I mean, <laughs> if you're Aaron listening, Hunter isn't, stop. Aaron Hunter isn't a person, so I think we're good. <laughs> well, any of them, any of the Aaron, Hunters, any Aaron, H- if sure. anyone of the Aaron Hunter collective is listening right now, stop. Please get out of Leave here. Leave us alone. Get out of we here. We want to shit on these books Scram. in peace. Thank uh, you. The, we will be doing the Warriors Power of Three, Book One, The Sight. Gracious. So many titles for books about cats hanging out in the woods. Uh, In the meantime, if you have any books you would like us to cover for the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. If you don't, how how will you return to Warrior Dumb with us? There's no other way back you, except through us. Except through us. We are gatekeeping Warrior Cats. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't something I necessarily need. Uh, to hold on to but you know what if that's gonna make you listen to the podcast that's what i'll do i'll do what i have to do if you use apple podcasts or spotify we'd appreciate a five-star review but if you don't that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like in the words of gordon corman we have a saying on a small island <laughs> this all fucking the world qu- knows your underwear size <laughs> is that really a quote yes no i mean i know it is in the book but like is that really a saying Oh, I don't sorry, know. I said it wrong. Is that really a saying? I mean, I guess on a small island. I don't know. I've never lived on a small island. I'm gonna Google it. Everyone knows your underwear size on a small island. Everyone knows your underwear size. Okay, first Google result: panty tips. Five signs your underwear doesn't nope. fit. Mm-mm. Nope, not what we wanted. <laughs> Second result, men's underwear guide. I don't think it's a saying. <laughs> That's fine, though. It's a fit work of fiction. It can be entirely fiction. I got a cough. Hold on. <coughs> I hate when, like, you inhale air incorrectly and it just makes you cough forever. You get it? You get that sometimes? No, I know how to breathe. No, you don't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> no one just knows how to breathe, okay? <laughs> Been practicing for 33 years and I still can't get it right. 